Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. Putin. Let's explore the motivations behind Russia's actions in Ukraine and compare them with the conflict in Georgia. Russia's actions in the Ukraine, pres Russian pre President um, Vladimir Putin's decision to annex Crimea and support separatist movements in eastern Ukraine was driven by a combination of factors. One factor was Russia's historical cultural ties to Crimea, which has significant Russian-speaking population. Putin argued that he was protecting the rights and interests of ethnic Russians in Crimea. So, if you carried with that line of thought, then Putin would say that all of Europe, or most of Europe, would be um, Russian would have to protect, he would have to protect the rights and interests of, of Russians in different parts of Europe. Where Russians view London as a second Moscow. So that line of thought doesn't make sense. Um, I really wish that the U.S. had stopped Russia from that uh, the annexing and prevented prevented Russia from taking Crimea. The second thing is, what about Georgia? There are reports that there were tanks rolling in Georgia. There was uh, conflict being fought there but yet the media wasn't reporting it. And that what was happening in Georgia is probably, if you have tanks there, that means that there were soldiers that were fighting. And why wasn't the media running that coverage? Because it was um, not, not a not being talked about or covered, but yet there were reports by Georgians that there were soldiers that were fighting there. Um, these are countries like Azerbaijan, Georgia, Kakistan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan have billions of barrels of oil reserve. The um, if you if Georgia was uh, being fought for by Russia then it would be to it would be a resource it seems like it would be a resource war and what would be the primary what would be the primary interest in focusing on georgia washington wants to develop the caspian basin energy as an alternative to the persian gulf and ensure caspian oil and gas travel to markets in the west without passing through russia and iran a new pipeline extending from Kakistan and Turkmenistan to Azerbaijan under the Caspian Sea 
to Georgia would meet those objectives. So was the fighting in Georgia uh, between the West and the East over oil? Was it a resource war, low co conflict engagement? Another pipeline from Azerbaijan to Bashir in the Persian Gulf uh, was blocked by Clinton, and so that never never developed. The U.S. lacks the military presence in the region, and a highly intense conflict is unlikely. However, U.S. aid between uh, Am Am um, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Kakistan, and Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan was in the billions for the regional security, arms transfer, and military training. In 2006, Georgia, Ukraine, and Kyrgyzstan gained independence from Russia. Well, did they really? Because now Ukraine is being taken back by Russia. Crimea has been taken back. Georgia. And yet, it says, are we to believe that Russia has no desire to take charge of Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, Moldova, and Belarus also? So what was that conflict about? Another factor Russia's, was Russia's strategic interest in maintaining control over the Black Sea region. Crimea is home to the Russian Black Sea fleet, and annexation allowed Russia to secure its military presence in the area. So it was a key strategic area of power. Um, what did it give them? Well, it gave them control over the Black Sea. Just one second. So how did uh, Crimea give Russia power over the Black Sea? Well, it gave them access to the peninsula located in the Black Sea from Ukraine. It provided them strategic advantages, including control over a naval base at Sevastopol which is home to the Russian Black Sea Fleet. Sevastopol, warm water port, natural harbor, and extensive infrastructure make it one of the best naval bases in the Black Sea. The Black Sea Fleet allows Russia to protect its power in and around the Black Sea and serves as a symbol of Russian military strength. Russia views Crimea as a springboard to project power into the Mediterranean region. 
and that would then give them uh, a stronger presence in their um, expansion in the lower portion around Russia. Russia has increased its military presence in Crimea, including naval, ground, and air defense capabilities to enhance, enhance its power projection capabilities. Moscow's aggressive reaction to U.S. naval and air patrols in the Black Sea heightens, highlights its continued perception of vulnerability in the region. So Russia views itself as being vulnerable. So it, by taking Crimea, it gains a stronger military presence in the Black Sea area. The conflict in Georgia, particularly in the 2008 war between Russia and Georgia, has similarities into the situation in Ukraine. In both cases, Russia cited the protection of ethnic Russians and Russian-speaking populations as justifications for its actions. In Georgia, Russia supported separatist movements in the regions of South Ostia and Abkhazia, which sought independence from Georgia. Strategically, Russia has sought to maintain its influence in its neighboring countries and prevent them from aligning with the West. The conflict in Georgia was seen by Russia as a response to Georgians' aspirations to join NATO and establish closer ties with the European Union. So that's exactly what Ukraine did. They wanted to join the uh, European Union and prosper from that trade. Um, and that threatened Russia, and so they attacked them. Uh, that's probably an oversimplification of what happened. It's important to note that there were similarities also in Ukraine in U and Georgia, um, but there are also differences due to their history. Now, I read a small article about the fighting in South Osta. Just one second. Okay, it, um, In 1991, Georgia declared independence from the Soviet Union, led to conflicts and breakaways from Abakista and South Osta, Ossesta. Um, South Ossesta, located in the southern part side of the Kakistan Mountain, Caucasus Mountains, sought independence from Georgia. Russia formally recognized Abakista and South Osta as independent states. Russia sent troops to support separatists in South Osta and Abakhaza. So strategically, Russia sought to maintain its influencing influence in neighboring countries and prevent them from aligning with the West, particularly you know, uh, the European Union and NATO.
The conflict in Georgia was seen by Russia as the response to Georgians' aspirations to join NATO. Russia's actions in Ukraine, particularly the annexation of Crimea and support for the separatist movements in eastern Ukraine, were driven by a number of combinations, including historical, cultural, strategic, and economic considerations. This re, um, rebuilding of the Russian Empire seems to be the historical reasons. I'm not sure why strategically or economically why that would give them an advantage other than if they are desiring to control energy into the next decade. Okay, if we take Putin and compare him to Amalekia, there are some similarities. Amalekia was a man who aspired to power in the Book of Mormon. Vladimir Putin is currently the president of the Russia and as a prominent member in Russian politics for many years. He is known for his strong leadership style and his efforts to consolidate power in Russia. In my mind, he's like acting like a leader of the KGB and he uses scare tactics and fear and brute power to get what he wants. Putin has been successful in maintaining political control through various means, including the suppression of political opposition, control over the media, and centralizing of, the, of his authority. So by this, he, he gains more power. He acts as, the, as a stronger voice for the direction that Russia moves. He engages the military in his goals to expand Russian influence on their neighbors, and he does it through force and warfare. Now, Amalekiah in the Book of Mormon, he used his cunning and ambition to become a military leader who sought to overthrow the government and establish himself as a king. Amalekiah's quest for power was driven by his personal ambition and desire for control. So the wasn't enough that he was powerful and that he he wanted to become he wanted more he wanted to become a king and then he wanted to rule over his people and have them provide their comforts through taxation or slavery Amalekiah employed various tactics to achieve his goals including deception manipulation and strong military strategy strategy he used his charisma and persuasive abilities to gather followers and undermine the existing political order. Amalekai's actions ultimately led to a period of conflict and instability in the Book of Mormon narratives. And the, the Captain Moroni was his opponent who fought for their liberties and raped fought for the government, the legitimate government of that territory against Amalekiah. And so he and his men went to war with Amalekiah. Putin and Amalekiah demonstrate ambition, strategic thinking, and a willingness to use various means to achieve their goals. Many of these means are devious, they're cruel, they're destructive, and they're based on force.
Putin and Amalekaya share their quest for power and um, their desire to employ ruthless methods. Putin and Amalekaya um, are both demonstrate that they have strong leadership styles in order to to gain control of the people. Putin wants to consolidate power in Russia. He's successful in maintaining political tr- control through various means, including suppression of political opposition, control over the media. He's annexed Crimea. He's been uh, involved. His the Russian military has been intervening intervening in Ukraine and Syria, and they've been proven to their tactics have been proven to be ruthless and aggressive. Amalekai himself was very cunning and ambitious military leader who sought to overthrow the government and establish himself as a king. He used tactics such as deception, manipulation, and military strategy, strategy to achieve his goals. Now, if we look at the Black Sea, this Kermara move, the Black Sea's potential oil production, U.S. shell oil production, Montana shell, uh, Montana sweet oil production, and Saudi oil production have all experienced significant changes over the last decade. Black Sea potential oil production has the ability to have to extract an estimated reserve of 2 billion barrels. But they have challenges like high cost, complex geology, and political instability in the area. Shell oil for the U.S. continues to be a boom in the last decade, um, helping drive down the cost of oil and natural gas. Thanks to fracking and new technologies, Shell Oil is previously unreachable crude that now can be reached and is reshaping global energy landscape. U.S. sits on more oil reserves than Russia, Saudi Arabia, Canada, Iran, and Brazil. U.S. has more than 60 billion barrels of Shell Oil in Texas alone. Yeah, we should just stop importing oil into the United States, use our own oil, become energy independent, and we'll be very happy. Montana oil production, it has a significant oil reserves, in the, particularly in the Balkan Shell oil play. Um... 157 million barrels produced in 2020, 3.63% of the United, of the oil production. Saudi oil production has oil reserves of 212 billion barrels, continues to provide most of the oil for the world. Shell oil production has been had a significant impact on oil markets in the last decade. <clears throat> 